You're listening to the Before Midnight Podcast with your host, Felicia and Jessica. Grab your Bible and a cup of something warm. We're going to chat about making the most of the magically transformed lives we've been given. Welcome back to the podcast. Happy New Year. We are so excited to be joining you for season two of the Before Midnight Podcast. And we are so excited for all the episodes and series that we have coming your way this year. I hope Mm -hmm. you guys had a wonderful uh, Christmas and New Year holiday. And something that kind of is very popular this time of year is New Year's resolutions and goal setting. And everyone is kind of gearing up for disciplining ourselves more than ever before and it's super yes. exciting <laughs> we love discipline <laughs> we love discipline can't wait to get to it and so we thought it'd be a good idea to kind of do an episode kind of talking about goal setting and new year's resolutions but maybe from a slightly different perspective a lot of times as christians when it comes to these things i think we tend to fall in one of two camps mm-hmm. we either just kind of ignore our struggles and we call it grace and Mm -hmm. we just turn a blind eye to it, which also isn't healthy. Or we become so, almost said a different word, but like we become so obsessed maybe with um, hitting our goals and changing our bodies and changing ourselves. um, And we almost bully ourselves Mm -hmm. into becoming these people that we think we're supposed to be. And I think a lot of times that mindset is also damaging And it really isn't going to get us very far in our goals. And then we give up and then we feel broken and depressed and thinking like, man, I just can't get there. I can't become who I want to be. And I think we want to shift that mindset a little bit today. I mean, so much of what we talk about, we were just talking about this, but a lot of the thoughts we think about ourselves or the words that we speak to ourselves we would never say that to someone else. Or if someone mm-hmm. said that to us, we'd call it bullying. I mean, it's, yeah. it can be like really hard on ourselves. Uh-huh, for sure. Um, and when we were thinking about a title, you came up with quit bullying yourself. And so I looked up, you know, it was pretty obvious, but I was like, okay, what what is the actual definition of a bully? And it says someone who habitually seeks to harm. And so I was thinking about like, what does a bully usually go after? And we've kind of talked about before in movies how the bully usually goes after someone who seems like internally, like they have a strength, you know? But it's usually someone who externally hasn't discovered that strength yet and they're, they kind of have a vulnerability about them. And so when we bully ourselves, I think it kind of shows that we feel like we're, we're vulnerable. Um, and it's like the opposite of self-respect. It's like we think we're vulnerable and we don't have the same respect for ourselves that we have for other people. And just recently, I saw a quote and it talked about like it was for Christmas time and it was like the best gifts you can give to each person. And it said to your enemy, you could give them forgiveness to a friend, give them your heart and to yourself your respect and we hear it a lot but it kind of took me back and I was like what does it look like to show yourself respect because um like in marriage um in Christianity we talk a lot about how husband love your wife and wife you know show respect to your husband and the bible kind of talks about both ways you know show respect to each other but I will make an effort if I'm you know on my phone a lot with Brian, tuning him out or whatever. (laughs) On Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, on Instagram. (laughs) And just like, you know, kind of losing that respect for him and like not listening as much. I will take account for that and I'll try to fix it. 
but I feel like we personally do that to ourselves a lot and we don't even realize it, you know, cause we don't put enough value on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so there was this verse, it says in Matthew six twenty seven, um, we are much more valuable than the birds that Jesus feeds. It says, Jesus says, don't worry about your life because, um, I feed the birds of the air and you are much more valuable than them. And then in Psalms 139.13, it said that Jesus made all your delicate inner parts of your body and knit you together in your mother's womb. Um, So I think we just need to change the way we think about ourselves so that we can change the way that we treat ourselves. Absolutely. It really does, I think, all come down Mm -hmm. to how we see ourselves. Yeah. So much of our goals and New Year's resolutions, it's all about, okay, if I just can do X, Y, and Z then I will be worthy of love, worthy of acceptance. I'll be good enough. I'll be the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's therein lies kind of the problem with a lot of this goal setting and New Year's resolutions is it's not bad to want to, to improve your life and improve yourself. But if we come at it from a place of I need improving, who I am like needs improving, yeah. then it's going to be really hard when you have an off day and you fail because now you feel like you failed yourself, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think shifting that perspective from I need to do X, Y, and Z to become the person I want to be to I already am this person. This is who God created me to be. I mean, as mm-hmm. Christians, we believe we are spirit beings. And so who you are as a royal daughter of God does not change regardless of how many goals you hit. Now, there may yes. be things that we want to do, right? Like maybe mm-hmm. you do have health goals or, you know, goals to stay off Instagram or, you know, like goals, you know, in your finances. And, yeah. and all of that is good. It's not like the goal itself is wrong, but it's like our heart a lot of us, our hearts are not right when it comes to our goals. And so when we fail, we fail hard because we've attached those results that we want to get to our identity. And like you said, like that doesn't, our identity doesn't change, but you won't ever see yourself as someone worthy of having this life if you don't already know that that's who you already are. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like we, we you know, we start to feel like, okay, well, I want to have a better view of myself. And then there's a way that the world does that. And then there's the way that the word does that. And the world is kind of like you start looking at your own effort. Um, And a big thing that people say um, in self-help culture is like, you are enough. And I feel like when you say that, it ends up leaving you somewhat unsatisfied and even confused because you keep telling yourself you're enough, like this inner part of you, you know, separate from the Holy Spirit, separate from the God, the change that God has made, this inner part of you somewhere is enough and you have everything you need on the inside of you for you to, you know, create better habits and all this stuff. But then when it doesn't work out, it becomes super frustrating. Mm-hmm. And so um, instead of looking at yourself and being like, I am enough, just learning about what God sees in you and how he's transformed you. And like you kind of said, like he has put so much on the inside of us that it's just cultivating what you have already. And it's almost like old covenant versus new covenant, because in the old covenant, um, that was all about us in our effort. 
Like God was giving people a super high standard for the purpose of making them turn to Jesus. But in the Old Testament, you know, you don't know that. And so he's giving them a super high standard and it's all about their performance and living up to that. And I feel like that's kind of the world's way still. It's like all about you and how much you can do and the new covenant and how Jesus wants us to live out the life that he has a purpose for us to live is just operating from the changes that he's put inside of us and you know him lifting us up and helping us and carrying us along completely jesus focused and i think it's just so important to realize that the value that we have doesn't have anything to do really with like just our effort and you know us doing the right thing and the right time all the time but the value that we have is only because of the value that God has put on all of us. And it says like in the beginning, God created us in his image. So when we realize that we're literally image bearers of Jesus and that like we have so much value because we're created by a king, you know, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. Our our culture today is just so fixated on being a self-made man or a self-made woman. And we take a lot of Mm -hmm. pride in that. And while I definitely think there's godly traits of working hard and and doing your best, Mm -hmm. but it has kind of morphed into the Christian sphere Mm -hmm. with, you know, I got to do this. God is expecting me to do this. He's expecting me to do this. And we've really lost a lot of the love of God because it's so much bigger. I mean, just like you're saying, it's completely everything that we are. We exist because of his love and you could do nothing for the rest of your life and he will love you exactly the same. And until we grasp that, you're not going to find satisfaction. Even if you hit your goals, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like, it's not going to be enough because I promise you there's someone out there who's done it better than you. Like there always is. And that's what our culture is all about. It's just comparing ourselves to each other and never hitting enough goals to feel valuable or to feel like it was enough or to even in the Christian world to feel like I'm a Mm -hmm. good enough Christian I mean how many other Christians do you compare yourself to you know worship leaders and pastors and ministers and YouTube influencers and you know all these people that you probably compare yourself to I know I do sometimes and then it becomes again all about me and what I can do when it's really all about Jesus and resting in him and it's so hard for our flesh to do it's so hard to be like okay and it doesn't mean we don't do anything Mm -hmm. but I think it's just such a mentality a mental shift Mm -hmm. this kind of happened to me several years ago well yeah, like six years ago, um, I was really struggling with insecurity. Like I'm talking, like I'm, I'm talking, it was a stronghold of insecurity, you know? And um, it was really affecting my marriage with Jeff because we've been married about a year and it was just, it was just affecting everything. Jeff is the most trustworthy guy, sweetest guy ever. And yet he was having to live with someone who was treating him like he was very untrustworthy. Mm. And I just, I can't even explain it. I wasn't worried about him to be honest, but I was just so insecure about everything as friends, as family, as, you know, I don't know, a girl that talked to him. I just, it was, it was literally a stronghold. It did not make logical sense, but I was really frustrated and I felt Like I was always trying to get better and I couldn't reach it, right? It's like losing a certain amount of weight or eating healthier. Like other things are so much easier to gauge your results. But when it comes to things like insecurity, fear, 
you know, discouragement, anxiety. It's like so much harder to like, how do I get free from this? Right. Yeah. How do I get goals for that? And so I was struggling one day and I was talking to God and I'm, and he showed me an image and it was this mountain because we live in the mountains. And so I was looking at mountains at the time and there was this girl at the top of the mountain and I knew it was me. It looked like me, but so much better. Like everything that I imagine I look like in the spirit, right? We say, well, in the spirit, this is how I look. Mm -hmm. And it's like this, you know, strong, powerful woman who's feminine and beautiful and she's not insecure and she's everything that you want to be, right? And then here I am (laughs) at the bottom and I'm trying like, okay, if I can just get to her, right? Like New Year's goal, New Year's resolution, if I can just get to her, I will be her. And so I'm climbing and climbing and trying and trying. And then all of a sudden these like monsters come out or wolves or I don't know what they were, but they came and they would just drag me down. And then I'd be at the bottom and I, and I'd have to start all over. And I'm like, exactly, God, this is how it feels. Mm -hmm. I feel like every time I try, I mess up and then I'm back at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And I bet that's how a lot of us feel with our resolutions and our goals. It's like you do good for a while and then you mess up and then you feel terrible about yourself. And you're like, what? why am I even trying to do this? Mm -hmm. This isn't something I can do. Maybe other people can. It's too much effort. It's going to take too long. And we get so discouraged. And the image of of who we want to be seems so far away. Yeah. So I felt really discouraged. And then God showed me, he said, you're seeing it wrong. And so then he changed the image. And all of a sudden, I was the girl on top of the mountain. I was standing up there. And these creatures... I don't know if you could hear my stomach growl. My stomach just growled. I didn't. I didn't. Okay. But my, mine is too, actually. Well, I just growled really. We apologize. We're pretty hungry. We're getting ready to eat some good food. So I can actually there's, smell it yeah, there's in a my crock kitchen. Pot. That's the thing. It's that crock pot going. There's a slow cooker of barbecue chicken cooking. And so we're, it smells amazing. So I apologize if our st- stomachs complain. But um, okay. So I was the girl on top of the mountain. And these creatures would still come. But they were kind of coming up at me and all I had to do was just kind of kick it and it would just tumble down. And it was so much easier to defend my position than it was to try and gain something I thought I didn't have. Mm. And that's what God was trying to show me. He's like, you're trying to become an, sorry, you're trying to become a secure person, but you already are. And you're not going to defend it if you're busy trying to get something you already have. It's Mm -hmm. just, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your strength. And so I think that's really when it comes to these goals and and New Year's Year's resolutions and just disciplining ourselves in general, because there's nothing wrong with self-discipline. It's a godly trait. It's Mm -hmm. fruit of the spirit, self-discipline. So we have it and it's important to exercise it, but it's important to exercise it from the right perspective. And instead of looking at your struggles and your goals and the things that you want to do and change about yourself as problems you have to overcome to become the right person. I think it's so much easier. It's actually easier to look at it as this is who you already are. And these other things are just distractions. And so your self-discipline is meant to keep the distractions away so you can be who God has already made you to be. And honestly, I can say my journey of insecurity was never the same after that. Mm -hmm. I still struggle. I also have an insecure thought every now and then, but I have actually never struggled with that kind of level of warfare with insecurity since that day. And it was just a mindset shift, which is what we're talking about today. For sure. And I like how you said it's like never enough 
when we try to do it from our own effort and like we're trying to live up to a new thing from from perceiving like we're really far away from it it never Mm -hmm. feels like it's enough and I feel like not only we tell ourselves that because of the culture we live in but it's also like you know the enemy is also that's like a huge tactic of the enemy telling you that anything that you do is never going to be enough and I used to struggle and I still struggle sometimes but it's also similar to how you said insecurity it's it's very different now it's very different I used to struggle with fear And it was like, I saw myself as being a very scared person and trying to live up to this standard that I set for myself of like never dealing with any fearful thoughts. And I would get a little better. And then I feel like the bar would be raised mentally. It's like, okay, well now if you have any fearful thoughts, like, and then once I started to view myself as someone who was just dealing with these thoughts coming at me. They weren't, they weren't who I was, but they were just coming attacks coming at me. And I was able to realize that like, actually God has said that like, I, he has not given me a spirit of fear and that is just the enemy. And it's, you know, knowing that those things can come at you, but that doesn't give you your identity. It makes it a lot easier to handle them. Mm -hmm. Um, but also, like when it comes to how we view ourselves, I think it's really important to view yourself through God's word instead of viewing yourself through any sort of lens from other people or through culture. And I was thinking about this and I realized that, like, I feel like our insecurities actually tell us a lot about, like, somewhere where we've kind of magnified the wrong thing. Mm. Like, if like let's say it's maybe your looks that that you struggle with a lot and you're very insecure about a weight or you know your features or something maybe that could be showing that you're really focused on like outward appearance you know cuz god says that he looks at the heart and then first peter said don't be concerned with outward beauty or if it's something more like this is something i struggle with a lot and it's like feeling awkward in social social situations <laughs> like i really struggle with that like I don't know if it's just me. I know other people do this, but after yes. interactions, I'll like be like, I'll go over every single thing I said. Oh, yeah. And it's like I pick at everything. Yeah. And I realize that that could be showing a heart issue of like a fear of man, like a huge fear of man. Um, and it Proverbs 29, 25 says that fear of man causes a trap. So that's just a couple examples. But mm-hmm. I feel like if you kind of just sit down and be like, okay, what is it exactly that I feel like I bully myself on? Mm-hmm. There is probably somewhere in scripture where you could be like, okay, I'm magnifying or I'm valuing the wrong thing, whether it's man's opinion of me, whether it's my outward appearance, you know? And it's always very self-focused. And I think that's what I just kept coming back to with this. It's like yeah. just being super self-focused. Um, but when we look at God's word, it's like we get a new view of who we are. And this is kind of a weird example, but um, I, like I said, have always had a little bit of an issue feeling like, oh, I said the weirdest thing, like I'm so strange in these situations. <laughs> um, but then I would talk to people, and this was a lot of times at work, like I don't know why, but it just feels like I deal with this the most at work. And then I started watching Zooms because like, I'm an assistant, so I take Zoom meetings and then I have to watch them back. Um, and I was like, oh, I thought I sounded really weird, but that was kind of normal. And my point is, is that like getting a new perspective of who you are 
can change. And it's like our perspective of ourselves can be so very skewed from mm-hmm. reality. And so when you get into God's word and see how he sees you, you can be guaranteed that that's like the most truthful view of who you are. And so it keeps you from being so influenced by your view of yourself or what the enemy says about you and everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We certainly can't trust how we feel about ourselves no. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's not a good measure. But yeah, I find it interesting that you talked about like the the thoughts coming at you and stuff and so much of the bullying I think that happens is is in our thought life. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes we voice it and we know that that's wrong. But do we actually think that the thoughts that we think about ourselves are just as wrong? Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that's hard to determine sometimes then it's like, okay, well, when does a thought turn toxic? Because like you said, thoughts come, you know, exactly. like I overcame like a stronghold of insecurity, but I would still have insecure thoughts and same with you. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not like these things don't come, thoughts will come. And so just because you have a negative thought about yourself or about not achieving a goal, it doesn't mean that you're bullying yourself. So where's the line? And yeah, I think sometimes, um, where you can tell that that shift happens is you might be trying to say, get in better shape, right? That's a pretty common one. And so you're like, okay, I'm going to lose, you know, 10 pounds or 15 pounds or whatever. And so you start seeing progress and then maybe you gain a couple pounds over the weekend or something. And then you have a thought like, like, oh man, I've gained a couple pounds. What do I need to do to fix it? You know? And then you, I don't think that that's necessarily bad. It's like, okay, I'm yeah. evaluating what's going on. Mm-hmm. But then when it turns toxic is when you start hearing yourself think like, of course this would happen to me. I can't do this. This is how it's going to be. I'm just going to keep gaining the weight back. In fact, if I lose it all, I'll probably just gain it all back. You know, why should I even try? Maybe I shouldn't try anymore. Yeah, very discouraging. Very discouraging. And now it's about you, mm-hmm. right? It's not about the facts. Like, oh, I gained a couple pounds. Let me see what I can do to you know, get back on track this week. That's just a normal fact, right? And that just goes along with your goals. But when it starts becoming about you, mm-hmm. you know, this always happens to you. You can't do this. Identity. You, yeah. It Now it's, a, it's attaching the failure to your identity. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, we need to be really quick to just as much as we can, just know that's not who I am. That is not who I am and I'm not going to bully my... That's when it turns into bullying, to yeah. be quite honest. And I think it can be the enemy, but I think it can also be us. For sure. We are so kind of like what you said. We don't really respect ourselves very much. Mm-hmm. We expect a lot out of ourselves, but we don't respect ourselves very much. And we need to respect ourselves enough to stop the bullying thoughts. When they start attaching to your identity, that's when you want to really notice what you're thinking about yourself. Yeah. And I think when it starts to become about your identity, that's when it becomes the hardest to overcome. Yeah. You know, like if, if I start feeling like I'm just a fearful person, Mm -hmm. then I do view myself as basically defeated. It's like, I, I just can't, you know, (laughs) I've thought this about myself. I just can't wake up in the morning because I'm, you know, like I'm not very motivated. I'm not a very motivated (laughs) person. When you start thinking like that, then it's like, okay, well, why even try? Because my ident- I'm wired this way. I'm wired to be um, unmotivated. I'm wired to be mm-hmm. fearful. And it's like, that makes it so much more difficult. It's a self-fulfilling <laughs> prophecy, you know? Yes. If, you're, if you're like this, then you can't change. And mm-hmm. so that, and that's just what the enemy wants. Exactly. You know, it's just a cycle. And so yeah. that's a really, really good point. In Ephesians 2.6, in the Amplified, it says, 
And he raised us up together with him when we believed and seated us with him in the heavenly places because we are in Christ Jesus. And when I was preparing for this episode, I thought about that verse and I just think it it matches so well with what we're saying. When you believed, I like how the Amplified adds like, um, when you believed, you know, not like, oh, when you did everything right or you lose it and then when you get your act together or you hit your New Year's goals, then you're back on track. It's like, no, when you believed, when you accepted Jesus, you were seated with him in heavenly places. That is where you are. Going back to just that new mentality on your identity, we are seated in heavenly places with Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. We are royalty. That is who we are. And that is who we are on this earth. We get this idea that that's just like a, a picture of what's to come in heaven. That is who we are. We are ambassadors on this earth. And yes, we want to discipline ourselves and we want to live good lives and we want to be healthy and we want to take care of our homes and our finances and live good lives so that we can shine his light into the world, right? But that doesn't take away from who we are. And that is, I think, what we're trying to say is it has to separate from your identity if you're ever going to have any hope of achieving anything and you still probably won't achieve it perfectly but now you won't be so defeated that you and you just fall apart right but you can actually keep going and achieve more than you would otherwise it's kind of like um when you think about like a kingdom and you think of a king and you think of like his son and he's going to become the next king right Mm -hmm. It's, it's just natural right? Mm-hmm. He's going to become the next king. Obviously there's coups and there's other political things we won't get into, but just in a normal, think of a fairy tale, right? Okay. The oldest son is going to become the king. He did not do anything to get that privilege, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to be king. And when he becomes king, nothing he does or says like changes the fact that he's the king. Now, he might go around going like, okay, I need, I'm going to be king one day. I need to learn policy. I need to learn foreign diplomacy. I need to learn people skills. I need to learn finance. I need to learn this. I need to learn languages. I need to learn uh, how to carry a sword. I need to learn how to fight, right? I was going to say how to ride a horse, but I'm like, I feel like they already okay, do that. Probably, yes. Riding a <laughs> horse would be step one. <laughs> Possibly already knows that, but you know, yes. Yeah. Riding a horse, feeding a horse, and then probably fighting on a horse, right? Like he needs yes. to learn all these things. And if he starts thinking, like I got to learn all these things so I can be king. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, that's, that's not really the right way to see it. And if he were to just give up trying after he, he lost, he's like, well, I just won't be king. Like I'm never going to be king. It's like, no, you know what? You are king. Like, yeah, you're still going to be king. And you're going to be king. And you better, (laughs) you better realize that these things are still beneficial. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of a good point to make here is like, it's, I'm not saying that you should just not try, but these things are important so that we can live successful lives on this earth but they don't change and they never will change who you are. And that has to be the first thing that you realize. So in Matthew 25, 40, it says, and the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. And that verse is about like the actions, you know, like people not feeling like the only thing that they do for God is when they're praying to God or when they're tithing to God, but it's about um, taking care of people in your life and like loving on those people. So that is the, you know, the primary view of that verse. But then I was also thinking about if stuff that we do and the, the encouragement that we give and the help that we give um, affects Jesus in such a way where he says, you're doing it for me. I feel like it also can be seen in the opposite way that when we attack ourselves 
And when we bully ourselves and we're very hard on ourselves, I feel like that probably hurts Jesus in a very similar way. And I'm not a parent yet, but uh, I do have a niece. And whenever I've seen her be very insecure about like her singing or, you know, she like wants to show off something that she learned, but then she gets really embarrassed about it or she says something negative about the way she looks, it really hurts, you know, like as a parent or as as a niece or or aunt (laughs) or anybody, it's like when you see somebody that you love coming after themselves, it really does hurt. So just imagine it's like Jesus, he's not only our father, but he's our creator. Like he's the one that created us. He's the potter and we're the clay, you know? So when we come after ourselves, I feel like it hurts him just as much as if we were coming after each other. And like you said earlier, like we would never say to someone else, kind of the stuff that we say to ourselves like i look so fat i you know why is my nose like this like if i said that to somebody it would be so mean but we just let it pass through our minds like it's nothing yeah yeah absolutely so let this be the year let this be the year that as you write out your new year's resolutions and goals try to remember some of this you know Mm -hmm. be kind to yourself yeah and um Think about the things that you want that will help you live a better life, but really spend some time just thinking about how much God loves you and and figure out a plan for when those toxic thoughts or when the thoughts turn toxic and think about how you're going to handle those because Mm -hmm. if we're going to accomplish anything worthwhile on this earth, we can't be so consumed by earthly things. We can't be so consumed by our failures and our struggles, and we can't just fall apart like everyone else does. Mm -hmm. And the only way we're going to do that is if our identity is rooted in something that can't change no matter how many times we fail, and that is the love of God. And so we just wanted to encourage you guys as you go about your new year holiday and all of your resolutions just to to remember this and to maybe shift your mindset a little bit on this process. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of 2024. I cannot believe I'm actually saying that. If you enjoyed this episode, then please like it and also subscribe to the podcast so you can catch all of our future episodes. We have some amazing series coming your way this year that you will not want to miss. And also feel free to check us out on our Instagram and Facebook page. And we're going to be doing an episode next week. So come back then.